This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. For the second consecutive week, it's either a very late Friday night or a very early Saturday morning. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee with my co-host, Paul Zartman. Back at it again, Paul. Late night. Friday nights, man. I'm telling you. July 7th cannot come soon enough (laughs) when Dynamite gets back to the regular scheduled programming on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on TNT. Which means we'll be back at 10 o'clock Wednesday night. Yes. On the Kicking Out podcast. Absolutely. It looks like uh, next next week was another Friday night one. It's either going to be myself solo or I'll grab somebody out there from the Kicking Out uh, nation to, to join us or to join me, I should say. And then the following two weeks, I believe, is Saturday shows. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what time yet, though. No, they have not announced the times uh, yet, at least. Uh, so, yeah, we could be doing this Sunday mornings. <laughs> it could be. I, it's kind of like, wow, you know, we've changed our schedule a lot since we uh, kicked this podcast off in January. But that's what our podcast is about: covering dynamite for the most part. So, with their schedule, when it goes, our schedule goes. So, yep. Yeah, we uh, we started getting that groove right after Dynamite <laughs> on Wednesday nights, and then Dynamite goes, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we're going to Friday nights at 10 o'clock. Of course, of course. Um, but this makes me really excited for next year's transition to TBS because I yes. don't think we'll have to worry about these uh, interruptions of scheduling, I should say. No, because uh, I think I've said it in the past. I think – TBS will be smart enough to say, hey, we're going to do the uh, Wednesday nights as an off night for postseason baseball. Yeah, and even if it is baseball, it might interfere with one dynamite maybe, uh, not five, know, four in a row, five in a row, which which AEW knew this when they were, when they signed the contract with TNT that this was uh, going to happen. I think they were just ready to roll with the punches, but it's just unfortunate when you start rolling with momentum. And then constantly changing. I know the rating was an all-time low last Friday night, and um, I'm interested to see how this Friday night's rating is because, uh, I mean, it was a decent card, but I it wasn't one of their best ones they've ever put together. No, no. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that. 
Yeah. But I did like how the show started tonight. That was the Young Bucks versus Pack and uh, Penta El Zero Miedo. Um Last week, I said it was the Lucha Bros because I believe that's what they originally advertised. Yes. At Double or Nothing. Was. Because I remember initially being pretty surprised that Ray Phoenix was going to be back. And, of yep. course, he was not. Right. So. And uh, so it was nice that they kind of played off of that and, you know, said, uh, what, the Young Bucks attacked him earlier today or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to Pac stepping into his shoes. What did you think about Frankie Kazarian coming right out and going after Michael Nakazawa? I am all for this Frankie, I got to say. I mean, I love the aggression that he's got, the elite hunter, as they've now named mm-hmm. him. I think it's a good gimmick, and I think he's going to go far with it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's something fresh and new for him, for sure. In good direction oh, they're heading in there. So, uh, but th- this matchup's just like everybody that's listening and watching presumed it would be. I mean, high-flying action. These two teams know each other very well. Well, I say two teams really – yeah, Pack hadn't been involved with the Young Bucks too much, so I guess I kind of take that statement back. But uh, Pintel Zeromito definitely has been uh, through his history with the Bucks. But uh, yeah. fun match back and forth. Um, Brandon Cutler, we saw him getting getting uh, involved. We saw him shining Matt's very expensive shoes, you know, being their young boy, um, like he's so-called so many times on um, being <laughs> the elite. Um, I missed about the first three minutes of this match. Me to too. To be honest, <laughs> uh, when I was walking in the door, um, but uh, we also saw we saw the Young Bucks try to rip off Penta's mask at one point, and Nick Jackson did get Penta's mask off, but he had another mask underneath it. Learning from the mistake uh, of his brother Ray Phoenix, oh, a couple months ago now, when when the Young Bucks took his mask off. Yeah, um, I was a little disappointed in commentary on that fact because they said a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, it's been longer than that. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's a couple months ago now, which yeah. I guess could be a couple weeks ago. I don't know what their definition well. of a couple is. <laughs> but we saw Mexican destroyers in this match. We saw Canadian destroyers, um, a whole bunch of things. But uh, Kicks, in the flips. End, <laughs> kicks, flips, yep, all that. But in the end... Um, the Young Bucks get the win, thanks to Brandon Cutler's interference. Yeah, with the camera at that. Yep, so I'm sure that'll be focused on uh, being the elite next week. Mm-hmm. Um, post-match, the Young Bucks um, continue to beat down a pinta and pack by Eddie Kingston, ran out and even the odds for the death triangle, and the Bucks and uh, Brandon Cutler retreated to the ramp. What did you think about Kingston saving kind of his former – teammates not not pack but uh pinta was was in the eddie kingston uh his family yeah um well i kind of thought what eddie said later on in the show which is you know these guys share a common enemy and the enemy of my enemy is my friend and eddie kind of alluded to that later on in the show sorry for the spoiler on that one but that's all right I enjoyed the fact that Eddie and I had the same thought process, at least for mm-hmm. once. So, and you brought up to the fact, Paul, uh, through text message, that the crowd's behind Eddie right now, pretty oh, heavily. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could tell, sadly, that the crowd was tired because of how late it was, but the still cheering on Eddie when he walked out and cheered him on through the attack and as he left. Yep. 
We then got uh, first appearance from a new acquisition of AEW, Mark Henry, the Hall of Famer, the WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry, who's going to be doing commentary on AEW Rampage, which I think uh, Tony Khan pretty much gave away who's going to be his partner on commentary without giving it away. He said it's going to be a wrestler right. on our roster who's had experience doing commentaries very good. Well, that boils it down to a few people. Read between the lines, it's going to be Chris Jericho. Yep. So I think those two will do great on commentary together. Mm-hmm. They, they've always had a good working relationship with each other. Yep. Uh, I haven't had a chance to hear Mark Henry on commentary, so I'm looking forward to that. But Jericho is excellent. I haven't heard Mark Henry call a match either, but I have heard him many times weekly, really, on Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM. He does a great job on that, So, which he mentioned tonight in his promo, mm-hmm. which Tony yep. Schiavone – Welcoming, welcomed him to AEW. Um, said he's going to be part of Rampage starting August 13th. Uh, Mark said he's excited to be part of the AEW team. He promises to get it, give it his all each and every week. Um, I thought it was interesting. Shivani asked him if he plans to run wrestling. Uh, Mark says at the moment he's focused on commentary and coaching, but he uh, did mention that he has a lot left in the tank. The crowd popped for that. Then all of a sudden we hear Vicky Guerrero's Shrieking, excuse me. Yeah, shrieking <laughs> voice that can break glass. Uh, she interrupts his welcoming. Uh, she tells both of them to get out of the ring tonight. Vicky has a big announcement to make. I'm like, okay, what? Well, you know, what's this going to be? She says a new and, and generational luchador is here and wants everybody to know it. It's uh, the man formerly known as Adrade. Yes, Adrade yes. El Idolo. Ido- Idolo. The idol. The idol. <laughs> That's a. Uh, I noticed Jr. was struggling. Oh, Jr. butchered it, it so bad. <laughs> That's it. when Jr. butchered it. I went. I'm not even going to try that. And then yeah, it's like, the it just means for the now. idol. Yeah, yeah, sticking with Andrade for now. Andrade pretty much uh, wanted everyone to know that he is the new face of AEW, and AEW put up the graphic. Andrade is all elite. What yes. a big signing, Paul. I know. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't at the pay-per-view. And I think the way it played out tonight, I even texted you this, it was absolutely fantastic because you weren't sure what Vicky said because everybody was booing her. And so until he walked out, you weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, I heard the Andrade part. I'm like, wait, did she just say Andrade? Like, did I hear that correct? And then... He walked out, and I saw a few people complaining that not only he, but also Mark Henry not having any interest music. I kind of like that tonight, or at least for Andrade, maybe not for Henry. Maybe they just don't have any picked out for Henry yet. I don't know. Right. I texted you. I said, I think they forgot to tell the music guy Mark Henry was Yeah. Coming. Yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> that I'm sure next time we see him, he'll have some music because Paul White's music is just the music for uh, Elevation. Mm-hmm. That theme song is his theme song. So it's probably yep. what actually, to be honest, Paul, it's probably whatever the theme song for Rampage is, is going to be Henry's, the Henry's music. That's probably yep. why they haven't done it yet. So of course, uh, for so many years, Mark Henry had the same one. So, you know, Tony introduced Mark Henry and in my head, it was just sitting there playing and I'm like, well, that's not even right. We can't do that now. I, I think the signing of Andrade, in my opinion, makes it, even more logical for him to go over Omega at Triple Mania and win the Triple A title. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to see those two go at it 
in AEW though, like either before or after, like, okay, say they do the triple mania for the title, Andrade wins, and then Kenny comes on to AEW and says, I want my rematch, and you know, we yeah. get it on AEW in some it's, form. It's interesting that Andrade debuts tonight because uh yesterday um there was a report that he and Charlotte Flair had some good news. And it wasn't really reported what it was. A lot of people were speculating a baby on the way, something in regards to that. And he appears on Dynamite tonight. So Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, interesting things going on that I cannot wait to get to uh, after we recap Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next match, we saw Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson of the Nightmare Factory. Or Nightmare Family, I should say. Yeah, Factory and Family both. Against um, against the factory, Anthony Gogo and QT Marshall. Um, interesting match here. Of course, we had uh, Rhodes and a Gogo trying to re- refresh their brawl from double or nothing on Sunday. Um, they're going at it right away. And then uh, we get some picture in picture, which I'm never the biggest fan of picture in picture. Um, I thought this match had a lot of hard hitting spots. It did. I was very impressed with uh, Johnson. I mean, he's still rather green and doesn't really win a whole lot of matches. And Agogo, this was match four for him. Mm-hmm. So I was really impressed with those two. I mean, I knew QT and Cody were going to do good stuff, but to see the younger guys kind of become the focus of the match and hit a lot of good spots really helps put them over. Yeah, we saw Gogo come in with a nice frog splash break up the hole. Looked like he got a uh, part of Cody's nose a little bit. Yeah. Um, Marshall trapped Cody with a diamond cutter right after that. Lee Johnson came down on Marshall, but Marshall also hit Cody. Looked like it might have dazed Cody a little bit to break up the pinfall. Um, Lee Johnson and Gogo spilled off to the outside. That was a hard fall too. Looked like a Gogo landed yeah. hard on the, on down on the ground there. Um, then Cody was looking for crossroads, but Aaron Solo came up and distracted uh, Bryce Remberg, the referee. Agogo then ran in and, and knocked Cody out cold with a right right uh, hook right on the chin. QT Marshall, who was the legal man, picked up the v- pinfall victory. And, of course, he had to let everybody know about it uh, post-match. Yeah. Um, all I could think of was, I did it, Mick. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, especially the little segment with Tony. I think Tony looked so confused in that that it was yep. absolutely fantastic. Like, I never said this about you. What are you what are you going on about? Right. Um, it's hard to tell sometimes if Shivani knows what's coming or not. <laughs> um, which is good. I mean, that's what you want out of a, of a commentator. Uh big upset win for the factory. The right team went over, though, I think, for the storyline. Oh, absolutely. If Cody would have picked up the victory here, it would have just ended the storyline, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. We then get an inner circle victory lap celebration. Uh, Jericho began the segment by surprising the fans with free t-shirts. Everybody got a free t-shirt underneath their seat. And Paul's like, what the heck? I want a free t-shirt. Yeah, I checked um, under my seat. There wasn't one there. Yeah, there, there wasn't one under mine either. So <laughs> the crowd roared in excitement for that. Jericho handed the microphone off to Sammy Guevara, uh, who he announced as the, the winner of the match for the team on Sunday. Uh, Sammy, I liked how he was talking about doing 630 splashes. Um, off the roof at his mother's house growing up, and she always told him to get down. So that's how he got down, was doing 630 splashes. He went from doing that to doing it to end a big pay-per-view like Double or Nothing in the main event. thought that was pretty cool. I think I think they're really grooming Sammy for a singles push. Oh, absolutely. It's coming. And uh, 
I think the first stop will be that TNT title and then on to the world heavyweight after that. I think the first thing will be uh, Sean Spears single feud. Oh, well, well yeah. yeah, but I the, think it's part yeah. of the pinnacle feud still. Yeah. Um, Santana promised the feud with the, the, the pinnacles far from over. Um, said, you know, FTR tried to end their careers with the uh, spike pile drivers through the table on last week's Dynamite, and he said they don't forget. Um, Hager called out. Warlow challenged him to an MMA-style fight in two weeks on Dynamite. What are your thoughts about that, Paul? Interested to see this. Uh, we're seeing a lot of things in AEW that mm-hmm. we might not see anywhere else um, or similar, but we haven't seen them in so long that it seems like it's something brand new. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it because, I mean, Hager was right. He hasn't lost in an MMA fight yet. And this takes me back to Attitude Era, Ken Shamrock. Um, I want to say it was against Owen Hart in a MMA-style cage match. Uh, you might be right. I know they did one in uh, Stu's Dungeon. That was Owen and, and Shamrock. Yes. Yes. But I feel like they, then they also did one in a MMA-style cage. I know Shamrock was in it. I'm pretty sure it was Owen, but I could be wrong and... Sorry for everybody if I'm mistaken. It's late and I, I just don't remember right now. <laughs> my head without looking it up. I could do that pretty easily, but I don't want to. Um, so yeah, <laughs> at least I'm you're look- honest. I'm looking forward to that too. I think it's going to be a, a fun style match, De- definitely different. Yeah. Um, then then Jericho concluded the segment by promising that'll beat MJF for all the carnage he's caused them, which I was kind of telling you the other night on our uh, post Double or Nothing show. I thought that's where this was going to go—a match between those two. Yeah, um, I think it needs to be the last one. I think we need to see like uh, the Hager Wardlow and then um, Pride and Powerful versus FTR and then Sammy and Sean. And yep. then we get MJF and Jericho. Agreed. Agreed. It's time for all of them to kind of have their single fuse or tag feuds and move yep. on. Yep. Move on. End it. End it by the time about August rolls around, or, or so. You know, by the time the summer ends. I'm, I'd be okay with carrying it to all out and finishing it at all out. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what they'll do. Honestly, now that Either you bring a, that up, you know, let everybody do their one on one or tag matches, and then um, maybe end it with another five on five something or other. Yeah, and that be that. We then see Orange Cassidy uh, pretty much there telling us that he's far from done with Kenny Omega. Um, and Kenny Omega and Don Callis are in the control room, and they're not sweating over Jungle Boy and his challenge in three weeks, which is which got changed today. Tony Khan announced that on Busted Open today. It was supposed to be next week. I'm glad they're giving it a few weeks to marinate. That's something we've talked about numerous times yes. on the show. Is too, too many times, too often they rush things. They rush the build. Now we're getting at least a few weeks of a build. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll show what we've been saying all along is it'll make the match mean something more than just a shot at title. Yes. It'll, it'll involve it or evolve it a little more. Mm-hmm. And speaking of making that match more worthwhile, we had Jungle Boy and Christian Cage teaming up together tonight to face Private Party, who also, of course, had their leader, Matt Hardy of the Hardy Family Office, along ringside with them. Um, pretty good match here. A lot of back and forth, like yeah. I always say in tagging matches. Um, I, I will say one thing about Private Party. I don't care for their ring attire. 
No, no. Um, JR clearly didn't either. Uh, he mentioned like four or five times they're wearing Gucci belts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they, they, they remind me the way they dress a lot fancier edition of the right to censor. Yes. <laughs> just the, yes. even though the right censor had the ties, but it was just the the white the white button ups and the catchy yeah. pants. So are they the right to party then? All right, I like that. The right <laughs> to party. But we were talking in text message, you know, ever since they got this partnership with Matt Hardy, they just haven't been the same. You know, I kind of liked the, what they did with the impact stuff for a little bit when they went over there. And ever since that ended, they just kind of been an afterthought to me. I mean, this was a team that beat the Young Bucks in one of the very first Dynamites back in 2019. Yeah. Eliminated them in round one of the tag title yeah. tournament. Yeah. So, and now they're kind of, in a sense, they're not, I don't want to say they're jobbing because they're clearly undefeated while they were um, leading up to this match with Matt Hardy as their uh, manager, if you want to call it that. But really, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. And, and, and you know, um, I did think Christian and Jungle Boy looked good in this match. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy, it impresses me every time I see him wrestle. I'm like, how's this kid so good at such a young age with the little amount of experience he has? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of like he gets that from his dad, I think. Yeah. His dad didn't really have any acting experience, and then he took off and became one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. And sure. I think Jungle Boy's going to do the same in AEW. Yeah, towards the end of the match, we saw um, – Jungle Boy hit a perfect drop kick on Isaiah Cassidy, followed by a flurry of shots and a back elbow to Mark Quinn. Um, then Jungle Boy rebounded from the ropes with a clothesline and a deep brain buster on Quinn for a two count. Jungle Boy then hit a DDT for another near fall. Jungle Boy trapped Quinn with a snare trap, but Isaiah Cassidy ran in and broke it up. Christian Cajun took Isaiah out of the ring. Quinn stacked Jungle Boy up for two counts. Private Party goes for the gin and juice, but while they're doing that, Christian comes in and hits a spear um, on Isaiah Cassidy. Jungle Boy then gets the snare trap locked in again on Mark Quinn, and Quinn taps right in front of Matt Hardy as uh, Jungle Boy pulled off the big victory for him and Christian Cage. Post-match, uh, Christian leaves Jungle Boy in the rain as Jungle Boy goes up to the turnbuckle to celebrate with the fans, and behind him is Matt Hardy, who hits a twist of fate on Christian, which I had texted you during the match. I think that's the direction they're going to go, Christian and Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, this was a nice little way to kick off that feud. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of been building over the last few weeks. I'm glad we're not seeing Christian Cage versus Team Taz, though. I feel like Team Taz is in a feud every other week with somebody new. Correct. So I'm glad that Christian didn't get roped into that. And switching it to Matt Hardy with the history that they already have together, it's going to be a phenomenal match. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't think this is something they wait to all out or anything. I think this no. is going to be something played out on the episode of Dynamite. But uh, I like it. I know Christian wants to get in the ring to mix up with the younger talent, but I, I like uh, two veterans who haven't been able to wrestle in a decade, over a decade. Yeah. Against each other. I like them mixing it up one more time while they still can. Yep. Speaking Gotta of, say, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Nope, go ahead. Uh, don't forget, the uh, private party brought back the five-second pose. They, they did, did. It poorly, but they brought it back. You're right. <laughs> Good catch. So, I was joking with you. Uh, well, that confirms it. Edge is all elite. 
Yep. <laughs> hey, they tried to get him before he uh, ultimately did. returned to WWE and had the Royal Rumble in 2020. Yep. Um, speaking of Team Taz, earlier you mentioned them. Uh, backstage, we got Taz. It was excited to announce next week that's going to be Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage against Adam Hangman Page in a partner of his choosing from the Dark Order, which we later found out it was 10. Yeah, I think 10's the perfect fit, honestly. Uh, I can't, I, I'm stoked for that match. I mean, I like 10, I like Hangman, and I like Brian Cage. So it's going to yep. be a win win either way for me. Yep. I, I, I think, um, I don't see Hangman losing this match. So, but, uh, I think the story of Brian Cage breaking away from Team Taz takes another step in that direction next week. Yep. Although I thought it was pretty interesting that Ricky Starks just vanished in the middle of that promo. Yeah, and Cage was looking at him and like nodding and said something to him. I didn't make out. I couldn't make out what it was, but something happened there that obviously wasn't supposed to. Sure, yeah, I, I didn't catch that. I'll have to go back and watch that at a, at a later time. Um, we then got Sting. What? Oh, I was just gonna say when you've had sleep. Yeah, when I've had a little sleep. When we, when we <laughs> both had sleep, uh, we then get uh, Sting and Darby Allen coming out to the ring. Sting begins his uh, to address. Um, about the, their match at Double or Nothing, um, saying it'll be something he'll never forget. He says the match alone stands up to anything he's ever done. The crowd chants in unison, you've still got it, which I think that chant gets over-chanted, um, and it, but not in this case. This case it was well-deserved. Um, Steen thanks the crowd for their support. Then we see Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky pop up on the screen, and they're mockingly clapping for Darby and Sting. Um they end up trash talking them and they challenge Darby to a match with anybody other than sting. Cause they think sting carried Darby over the finish line in victory for that match. So it's gotta be the murder Hawk monster Lance Archer, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, it makes the perfect sense with him coming out after sting right. for so many weeks and sting right. saying, no, you, you deserve what you claim you deserve. Right. I agree with you. Right, I so, don't know where else they're going. I mean, he lost the TNT title or opportunity again, and and, and if if not this, then yeah, why did he come out with Sting and Darby so many times? Yeah, um, I'm interested to see what'll happen though, because I think if it's Archer and Darby picks up the win again, it's going to be okay. Well, now you know you had somebody who was bigger than all of us put together. Uh, find somebody your own size. I think they could do a lot with Ethan Page against Darby in a one-on-one feud because there's a lot of history there. But yeah. Scorpio, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Write it out think, until his contract ends. Yeah, I'm starting to think he's won. Because let's be honest, not everybody's going to resign with AEW when their contract no. runs out. And I'm starting to think he's going to be one of them that goes elsewhere. Yep. And maybe not so much elsewhere. Maybe he just kind of fades into you know the background, into uh, – a coaching position or doing work backstage with the company and could not in the ring anymore. Could he's still pretty young though, I think. So yeah. I, I, I probably, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. AW's roster is getting so big. Um, there's mm-hmm. not a spot for everybody, even with another show coming on and in dark and dark elevation. There's still, it's hard to get TV time. And all the EVPs have mentioned that throughout interviews as mm-hmm. well as, you know, we've got a stacked roster that we never anticipated to have. Yeah, sometime we're going to look back in the future and be like, wow, they had all those people together at once on the same roster. Kind of like I look back at TNA in like 08, 09. I'm like, holy cow, look at the roster. It was as stacked as a WWE roster at the time. Yep. But yep. 
I've got a copy of the roster on my computer at work, and I don't even think it's complete, but it's just in male and female superstars is three and a half, four pages by itself. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. We then get a Dr. Britt Baker DMD celebration party in the ring. She thanks everyone for celebrating with her after her mass- massive championship victory against the longest reign AEW Women's Champion of all time, Akara Shida. Nyla Rose spoils the ceremony by throwing all the cheeseburgers that kind of look like Big Macs out and popping all the balloons. Saw it coming from a mile away. You could see her making yep. facial expressions in the background. She likes to uh, rip Britt Baker in promos, even off the camera on Ethan Page's vlog. She ripped her the other day. So it looks like uh, we might get that feud, which is interesting because then that means Nyla's got to turn face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've had heels go against heels before. So. They have. But they have. I don't know. I I like Nyla, but I don't want the belt on her again. No, she's already won it. She's had it twice. Twice. Yep. Yeah. So, and yet, no, Britt's going to hold it for a long, long time. I don't think we have to worry about that. But besides Nyla, I don't know who else you put there to challenge Britt. Maybe, maybe Red Velvet. I could see that. Uh, Jade Cargill. Eventually. I Eventually. think they want to build that up for a big, Whoa. big, big match. But I'm, I'm saying in the meantime, I mean, I, don't, I just don't know who are challengers. For her, there's not a lot that come to mind right away. Uh, Statlander, Statlander, uh, Big Swole, if she ever gets fully cleared, yeah, she was on TV tonight, yeah, which was nice to see. Um, one of them you don't forget about because it's like they you start to forget about her and she pops up on either Dark Elevation or BTE, so um, they never fully let you forget about her, but I don't know, maybe uh, Anna J when she comes back, yeah. And, you know, they could always get Abaddon some wins, get her right yeah. there again. She was in the title picture there for a little while. Yep. So, yep. yeah, they got something they can work with. Uh, backstage, uh, we alluded to this earlier in the podcast, Pack and Pitel Zeromito uh, didn't want any of Eddie Kingston's help after he came in to save them earlier in the night, but Kingston told them to marinate this idea in their heads. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. He walked away, and Pinta and, and Pack look at each other kind of confused and as they walked away out of the camera you know i was thinking about something after that segment and i didn't mention it in text because i wanted to see your reaction it's got to be an interesting conversation in the death triangle because penta doesn't speak very good english if Mm -hmm. hardly at all Mm -hmm. Uh, and i don't know does pack speak spanish maybe he does yeah we don't know (laughs) i mean Um, how do they have this. Or or Phoenix translates because he does speak English. Okay, okay. Not we'll the see. greatest, but he does. He speaks a lot better than Penta does. So, yeah. And normally, when you see Ray on TV, they have him speaking Spanish, and Alex translates for him. So, yeah, I was gonna say, or, or no, that's for Penta. Uh, well, he, he Alex, did. I've, I've never really seen Alex with with Phoenix. Uh, leading up to Archer Ray. They did that special backstage segment. Okay. And that's kind of, I think, where the whole Penta says thing mm-hmm. came from because he told Archer that, you know, Ray says yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. They didn't bring that back. 
<laughs> they yes. were probably spoke, focusing on other areas of the Spanish commentary tonight to make sure nothing went off the rails. <laughs> uh, yeah, again. Yeah. We then got a match between Red Velvet and the Bunny. It was nice to see the Bunny back on Dynamites. Uh, Red Velvet's got a lot of Dynamite time lately, uh, but deservingly yeah. so. She gets better and better every time she gets in the ring. Uh, scary looking spot that she ended up being okay, but Red Velvet did a suicide dive out to the Bunny, and the way she landed reminded me of when Lita broke her neck in yeah. WWE. Yeah, I uh, I was watching very closely. Uh, she got up quick, so I was I was impressed, and she yeah. didn't seem to really have too many problems with it so yeah yeah i was glad she got up from that uh, towards the end of the match we see the bunny hit a thrust kick and the blade slides bunny a pair of brass knuckles red velvet avoids getting hit by those and knocks the bunny out one two three and picks up big win for herself yes um where did they go where did the knuckles go because <laughs> it looked like they flew off her hand but i never saw where they went no, I and didn't then velvet Red Velvet shoves something under her during the pin. I don't know if those were it or what. I, I didn't play pay close enough attention <laughs> to be honest, but you know I keep forgetting the the butcher's out because he had yeah. some surgery. So yes, he did. Why we haven't seen him in a while? Yeah, and uh, happy belated birthday to the Blade, by the way. He celebrated yeah, we had his a lot birthday of yesterday. And Red Velvet did as well. Yeah, yeah. And Jade Cargill. And today yeah. was Johnny Hungy's birthday today. And Riho. Yeah, there's just been a lot lately. It's hard <laughs> to keep, when your roster is that big, it's hard to keep up with all the birthdays. That's why I have the roster, because uh, we do celebrity birthdays uh, on the radio. So I try to yep. make sure I get those guys mentioned as well. There you go. Backstage, uh, we see Miro. He's ready to finish TNT Championship, which ends up being against Evil Uno. It was Johnny Hungy. Uh, Tony Khan was going to present him with a TNT title shot for his birthday, but John said his shoulder still too banged up, so he's passing on to Evil Uno. So we get that match next week for the TNT Championship, as well as the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus Penta El Zero Mido, Pac and Eddie Kingston, Heyman Page and Ten versus Brian pa- Brian Cage in Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, a lot of cages and pages in too AEW many. right too now. Many. Too many. We then get the uh, main event, which I kept thinking in my mind all night, what match am I missing? And that was this one. <laughs> yeah, bull, I did too. The bull rub match, Dustin Rose versus Nick Camarado. Great for both these guys. Great for Dustin to finally get a main event match on, on Diamond. This isn't his first one, but it's nice of him no. to get a solo match and Camarado to be in the biggest match of his career to date so far. Um, bull rub match, we expected a lot of blood, but surprisingly, I told you I thought Dustin was going to – uh, bleed buckets of blood, but he didn't get busted open. Camarado did. Yeah, yeah and Camarado isn't a bleeder. So no. it wasn't, I mean, there were drops of blood here and yeah. there and, you know, on his face, obviously, but I was really looking forward to that Rhodes blood being shed. And that sounds evil of me, but no. it's what you expect. I mean, every time Dusty was in one of those matches, yep. he had blood. And uh, Cody and Dustin's sister on Twitter tweeted out that she provided the bull rope to this match, and now she believes she has provided a bull rope to every major U.S. promotion, wrestling promotion at one time or another. Nice. That's that's a nice little uh, mark on your resume. Absolutely. The Rhodes families probably have a bunch of those around. Oh, I'm sure they do. Um. Yeah, hard-hitting match. I mean, this is a rivalry that's been building up between the uh, Nightmare family and the factory for, for the last couple of months. We saw Fuego del Sol 
getting involved in the match, climbing on top of Camarada's back after Camarada hit him. Camarada then lawn darted him into the, the rest of the talent uh, standing there at ringside. Um, it's back and forth um, all the way through picture in picture. Um, back from the final commercial break, we saw Aaron Solos. He was at ringside with Camarado. He set up a table for Camarado on the outside, but Dustin cracked Camarado on the head with the belt. Uh, Camarado sent Dustin through the table with a nasty spine buster. Back in the ring, Camarado looks for a cover, but Dustin kicks out at two. Colton Gunn then comes out of nowhere and takes care of Aaron Solo out on the outside because, remember, um, Austin Gunn is out with injury. Yep. Um, Dustin hits the final reckoning for only a one count. Camarado kicks out and it pretty much pumps him up. After struggling to take Camarado off his feet with several shoulder tackles, Dustin knocks Camarado to the mat with a flying bulldog off the top rope. Stacks Camarado up for the pinfall victory. And Dustin celebrates with the crowd as Dynamite goes off the air. And uh, I got to say, as uh, we were getting set up to do this, I saw a tweet uh, from Sammy Guevara. So if you follow Sammy's vlog, you know there's been this weird storyline with Fuego and Dustin that Father, son type. Fuego's dad of some sort. And so Sammy tweeted out, he goes, uh, Fuego just defending his dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sammy's got his own little vlog crew going. His yeah. vlog's getting popular uh, more and more every week. Deservingly yes. so, it's good stuff. But Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, Fuego's getting popular with the crowd too every week with the Dynamite crowd, not just the dark crowd and elevation crowd. Yep. Um, but yeah, good, good for Dustin to have his moment. I like that. It was surprising to me. I thought tonight was going to be a big night for the factory. I thought the factory was going to go over in both matches after they went over and against uh, Cody and Lee Johnson, but half and half keep the rivalry going. Yep, it, that it does, and uh, really solidifies the fact that the roads are the masters of the bull rope. Absolutely. Uh, every time I see a bull rope match, it reminds me of Eddie Guerrero and JBL. Yep, that's one of them that come to mind for me. Um, I didn't get really get to see Dusty do any bull rope matches, so I just have my parents telling me what Dusty did with those or, you know, old footage. Um, so, yeah, the first one that comes to mind right away is Eddie and JBL. Yep. All right, Paul, it's that time of night. Uh, grade from 1 to, or I guess 0 to 10 in um, AEW Wrestler of the Night. Well, I'll give you my grade, and then I'll let you give yours because I've got to still figure out who my wrestler is. Um, Fair. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Uh, again, it was a good show. Uh, Could have been better. Um, I understand that it was the first Dynamite after Double or Nothing, but there were just too many video packages for me. There were a lot. So, I mean, because there were, what, four matches? Uh, I feel like there was more than that. Four or um, five. We had, uh, we had the, the tag. tag match between the Bucks and and, and Pack, and, and and then we had uh, the tag match with Cody and Lee Johnson against the the Factory. We had the tag match with Christian and Jungle Boy. We had the women's match. We had the main event. Yeah, so five. at least five. If not, if I'm yeah. not forgetting any other. Yeah, I guess they just some of them were a lot quicker than I anticipated. Um, but it it just we had a lot of entering segments. I mean, Mark Henry, yeah. the Inner Circle, Darby and Sting, Brett uh, Baker, and then we also had backstage stuff. So just a lot of crammed into into one. And for whatever yeah. reason, these Friday night shows the last two weeks have 
really felt like two hour shows to me. They haven't flown by like the Wednesday nights do. Oh, exactly. I completely agree with you. I was sitting there looking at the clock and I went, Oh, it's only 11 right. o'clock. That's not good when we're saying that. That's why my letter grade or, or my, my um, number grade tonight's a six. Okay. One of the lower ones I've gave, given it. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of the show. I like, I like to have a lot of the bills they're starting to do, but there's a lot of times I was looking at my phone during the matches and on Twitter and stuff. I'm like, what, what am I doing? I need to be paying attention, but I'm like, it's just, Time was going slow, and I'm like, I want this back on Wednesdays. <laughs> um, too late. It's too yeah, late. That's a is, lot of the is, problem. It is. It is. You're right. So it was nothing against the performers. It just, it just wasn't one of those episodes I was really, really, really into. But um, it's better than nothing. Better than any other wrestling promotion out there, in my opinion. So yes. Who is your wrestler of the night? After a lot of consideration, I'm going to go Red Velvet. Oh, I like that. I like that pick. She deserved that win. It was her um, big swole fell to the knuckles. So, oh, it looks like Paul froze on my end there. Um, Paul, I don't know if you need to reconnect or I'll look for you though. Oh, no, you're back. Paul's back. I'm back. You're okay. back. Yes. Uh, I, I was just saying, uh, I kind of think that. You know, we saw Big Swole, who is more of a star than her, lose to those knuckles previously. So for her to come out on top, avoid the knuckles, and get, a, in my opinion, a big win. Yeah, absolutely. I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm going to go with more of the, the easy pick tonight, I guess. Dustin Rhodes um, winning the main event, winning the bull run match. Uh, don't know how many more times he's going to get that opportunity to get a big win like that. Uh, singles right. win in AEW because he's all about building the younger talent and everything. So, uh, which is great. So I'm going to give him my wrestler of the week award. So I almost went with Dustin, but I figured you would. So I wanted to pick somebody yep. else. So you're, I'm getting too predictable. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Um, just for the same reasons. I would have picked Dustin for yep. the exact same reasons you did. Any other thoughts on Dynamite tonight before we switch gears and talk about uh, one other topic before we wrap the show up? Come back to Wednesdays. Yes, please. July 7th. <laughs> or, uh, or at least 8 p.m., one of the two. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping the Saturday shows in, the, in two weeks are 8 p.m. Cause 10 p.m. on Saturday can be pretty rough, too. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe not as rough early. as a 10 p.m. on a Friday, but... well. I live on the main dragon town. So yeah. if we're doing this at, you know, this time on a Saturday night, you could easily be hearing cops go flying by my house. Yeah, it is what it is. So <laughs> I don't live too far from you. So, yep. um, yeah, but, um, one of the other promotions out there, world wrestling entertainment, the WWE made some shockwaves around with another batch of cuts this week on Wednesday. It was announced, um, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select said some more cuts were coming, but he wasn't going to let everybody know until those talents were notified, of course, because Sean's right. the best in the business, and that's how you should do it. Um, but when those cuts came out, and, and it was speculated there was going to be some big names, mm. it still made my eyebrows raise. Uh, headliners, Braun Strowman, yeah. Alistair Black, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and Santana Garrett. You know, I didn't know Santana Garrett, so that one kind of, I mean, 
NXT talent that was supposed to come up the SmackDown in the very near future. Okay. Um, Alistair just came back. I mean, even he said that. He they literally back. just had him wrestle a week ago. Yeah. So, I mean. Braun was just in the triple threat of the pay-per-view. Yeah. This was. Main event. Yeah. Ruby just had a match for the tag titles. Lana, it sounded like, was pitching everything she could under the sun to creative, trying everything she could. Uh, Buddy Murphy, guy approves every time he gets in the ring, done everything he was asked for. So they they stayed as budget cuts. That's what it was, text out to their whole roster. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it for sale? I don't like to speculate. I don't think it is now, but I think it's moving in that direction. See, I saw somewhere, and again, this is all speculation. None of this has ever been confirmed or denied. Um, But that's why the network moved to Peacock, was to see how people would react to a big company like that, having the rights to that. Even if they don't get sold, I mean, their TV right deals are going to be up in a couple of years, and NBC might want, you know, try to get the rights back for SmackDown, and... You know, there's a lot of speculation, too. There's a big, strong rumor this week that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be making his return at SummerSlam. If that's the case, maybe they need to clear out some money for him. And it's time. that Brock Lesnar needs to come back to wrestling no matter where. What promotion? The guy draws attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Lesnar fan. I mean, I was in his first run when he left for the MMA. I kind of lost interest in him, but... Whether you like the man or hate the man, you're talking about him when he's on TV. Absolutely. And one thing I always like, I find his matches entertaining because they're kind of unpredictable. I mean, a lot of times you know he's going to win, but he sells a lot for his opponents. I mean, and a lot of people, guys that work with him, I mean, he might not do it for the right motives. He's doing it for the cash. But when he's in there, he takes it serious and he makes his his opponents look good. He's yeah. got to work his butt off with them. So Unless um, he's just slaughtering John Cena. Right. At least he did it safely. Um, but and Cena's another rumor. I mean, it sounds like they're trying to really build SummerSlam into a huge huge card. But anyways, yeah. back to those six people um, released. Who would you like to see in AEW to begin with? And then my follow-up question is, who do you realistically think they will end up with? And I don't know when they're going to be eligible. If it's a normal 90 days contract, that'll be up right before all out. But there's some speculation that they won't be able to compete until the week after all out. Right. It was from the release. All out was 94 days away. So if it's a normal 90 day, they could compete. If it's not, then they'll be like Andrade. They'll be showing up the uh, dynamite after. Yep. Um. I honestly, Alistair Black and Ruby Riot, I think they would be perfect fits. And would you be okay if they didn't sign any of these six? Yes, I would. Yeah. Either way. I mean, I've got a feeling whether we like it or not, Lana's coming to AEW. I think that's a no-brainer. I think Tony's going to get it. I mean, he, Miro mentioned his wife tonight. Yep. And for the first time since winning the title, uh, CJ Perry, Lana, tweeted congratulations to him so she's allowed to now yes she couldn't before um 
So, I mean, just like a, a certain dead guy hasn't congratulated his girlfriend yet for winning that title. They took a picture together with the title. Oh, well, yeah. And then he probably got yelled at for that, too. Yeah, care. They're not going to ever call him up. So. No, I know. And Which I, actually, I, told you, I, I honestly think he don't want to go up. No. And like I told you, if for some godforsaken reason they pull Adam Cole to the main roster, six months he'll be out. He'll be asking for his release or he'll be a budget cut. I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree with you there because we've seen it too many times. Yep. But um, so Ruby Riot and Alistair Black are the two you want. And, and I'm right there yep. with you. Um, I think Ruby, they're going to have the women's first ever women's battle royal, casino battle royal at all out. She, she can look like the Joker. Dye her hair green. Boom. There's your Joker. Yep. And she's already kind of been doing that in the WWE. Yeah. So, and it's what Heidi Lovelace. Yeah. What she goes she's by. originally from Evansville, Indiana, Paul. Yes. Yes. Yep. She is a Hoosier. Yep. Like you and me. So, you know, I heard that was the one that the talent was most disappointed in that got released because she's got a great attitude backstage. So that's the type of person you want in your locker room. And Alistair yep. Black. I mean, my gosh, the WWE dropped the ball on him. I mean, his interest entrance phenomenal. Um, he just had to look. He had the if factor. He got in the ring. He'd kick people's heads off the way he worked. Yeah. Um, he's familiar with a lot of the AEW talent from his uh, PWG days. Um, yep. I just think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, now, what, what, what they do with I would love for them to pair him with Sting and Darby. Kind of have a, a Papa Bear, a Middle Bear, and a Younger Bear. I would love okay. that. Goldilocks and the three bears yeah, minus yeah, Goldilocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would. I would love that. I don't think they have to explain it too much. Just no. have them be on the side of the road. He's hitchhiking. Sting picks him up in the Cadillac. The Darby hops in, or Darby's already in there with skateboard. And like, come on, and off they go to wherever venue that is that week. Yep. Um, <laughs> that or what I'd really love is like. Darby and Sting to be in a match or doing something Darby in a match and Sting out there, end of match. The opponents attack Sting and Darby. The lights go out and his music hits. It'll be interesting too. Say he does end up in AW if Selena comes with him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, with the Drone and the company now. Yeah, because no. I'm sorry. Andrade and Vicky. Oh, God, Vicky's no. great, but leave her with Nyla. He doesn't Nyla. need anybody. No, leave her with Nyla. Yeah. He, he's two, got the if factor. Look at the guy. He just. Yeah. And it was interesting. There was no real pop for him because I think everybody was just stunned. Like, wait, what? what, what? Yeah. It I was, mean, yeah. everybody's looking at each other when this is going on. Yeah. And to me, that's the reaction you want when you right. debut. You don't want a loud right. scream from everybody. You want to, huh? Right. What, what just happened? AEW still got the surprise factor. They're still doing a very good job at the surprise factor. And I got to say, this just broke the normal TNT rule of you can't make uh, surprises anymore. You got to tell us so we can announce it. You're right. But it yeah. worked. They must have let Tony must have let him know them know ahead of time. I like with Sting. I don't think he let anybody know, uh, which I wouldn't have either because it's hard to keep stuff under wraps. But 
Um, but I agree. Yeah. I, I, I want Alistair and Ruby right are the two I want. You know, I think they will end up in AW, and I think Lana will too. I think Buddy Murphy ends up in New Japan. I don't know enough about Santana Garrett. And I think Braun, if he wants to wrestle, I think New Japan would be a great spot for him. But I'm not so sure you. I mean, I know he's only 37, but he's makes a, he's made a lot of money. Has a lot more money that's going to be going in his bank account. I'm not so sure he uh, wants to continue doing this. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think AEW is a good land for the big guys. I mean, no, no, it's, and it's, it's a little guy promotion. And one thing I'm going to say with Braun, you know, he was spent a lot of time several months back dogging on AEW. Yes, he did. Luchasaurus. For him to show no. up there, it wouldn't work. Independent talent as a whole. That's why he could have a tough time out there in, in some promotions. But um, WWE dropped the ball with him, too. I mean, they yep. should have had him go over Brock. I mean, heck, this was a guy who was just against one of the McMahons at this year's WrestleMania. That's not a yep. bad spot to be in when you're against a McMahon. Nope. I, so I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But again, they were. Uh, don't get me started on the McMahon Braun feud. It was awful. But I'm just saying, if you're against a Shane or events at WrestleMania, you're pretty good on the card. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just a yeah. blower match. And everybody thought Braun was safe, regardless, because he was Vince's boy. You know, Vince. Is, wasn't. Vince has got those things for those big guys. Oh, big guys' muscles. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, obviously that's not the case. Yep. No, he, uh, I don't know. I just, this company, when I see stuff for one, I never want to see somebody lose their job. No, Uh, no, they're, they're all six going to be fine. They're going to land on their feet. Um, and they'll be fine. But, um, and two is just anymore. I just shake my head. Like this company man, has gone downhill so much in the last five years. And I'm just so thankful. AEW's around because I don't know if I'd be watching pro wrestling if it wasn't for them. Exactly. Uh, and I sent you a picture earlier this week. There's like 20 people on SmackDown, and that's it. Yeah, the roster is pathetic. Eight women, yeah, like seven tag teams. Just like that's why they're they're, they're they've had scouting down at NXT all week. They're going to do a bunch of call ups. So they have to. I mean, they don't have a roster left anymore. They yep. just demolished it. Um, but I will say one thing: with everybody losing their job, I am so glad to see the talent coming together to support them. Yeah. I mean, as far as Alexa bliss, her and buddy Murphy dated for a while that went South. They haven't talked a whole lot since, but she even defended buddy Murphy that he shouldn't have been let go. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see if that's the last matter releases. And, and you know, this kind of overshadows the first group of releases, which are going to yeah. be able to come up on TV here in about a month. Mm-hmm. In SRS of Fightful reported that he knows for a fact one of those releases is going to pop up at Impact, but doesn't have – he wouldn't name who, of course, and the contract isn't signed yet. But he said there is one confirmed out of those. Samoa Joe going home? Hope not. I want to see him in AW, but <laughs> I also know everybody can't go to AW, and I don't want that because I want AW's grown stars. I mean, look what they're doing with Darby, Sammy, Sammy. Jungle Boy right now. MJF, of course, but Darby, Sammy, and Jungle Boy especially right now. 
Yeah, I, that's that's what I'm all about. So, but but I do like where they can fit pieces in here and there. I like that. And the, the yeah. iconics, I would love to see them. I'm all for adding more women to the women's division. So. Yep, build it. Um, you know, maybe not get a women's tag title division. Yeah. Uh, unless you know you have a deep women's tag title division, right. not just four or five teams and then throw women together. Right. Um, stack it if you're going to. Right. So, uh, trios title I think coming next. Don't oh, know when, absolutely. but I think maybe maybe after maybe after rampage starts. Inner circle, the first champions. Who do you think would be? They do need some gold. Um. Gosh, that's a good question. That's good. A death triangle makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting thing. Um, commentary said that this was the first time Pack and Penta had tagged together as the well, death triangle. Well, Phoenix and Pack were the team kind of for a while. So when okay. Penta was out with an injury. Okay. I couldn't remember. That whole team together hasn't been together very much because Pac was over quarantined. Yeah, couldn't come over more than a couple times. And then the Lucha Bros can't stay healthy. But that's what happens when Phoenix goes 25 rows into the stands with dives. So, Yeah, when he comes back, he's going to try to beat Darby's current record. Uh, I'm telling mm, you. mm. He'll be like, oh, you remember what you did at Double or Nothing? Watch this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Mr. Warren Hayes and I were talking when I interviewed him. Like, those two are just gonna keep trying to top the other until somebody like dies. Even though he, well, Warren said, you know, he could see Phoenix getting all pumped up and Darby. Eh. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'll have the Orange Cassidy kind of effect on it. But uh, yeah, okay, eh, good for you. Whatever. So. Yeah, watch this. I went down a flight of stairs. What'd you do? Right, right. And I got <laughs> ego's edge into the crowd. So, yeah, which was nuts. Ethan Page is a lot stronger than he looks. Yeah, not that he looks weak, he just doesn't look absolutely huge, and he's obviously pretty strong. So. And before we sign off here, uh, congratulations to Ethan Page who announced that he's going to be a father again, and to Hangman Adam Page who's going to be a first time father. Yeah, Hangman and his wife got to be first time father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Glad you brought that up, Paul. That's always exciting to see. I totally um, forgot that Hangman had a wife. I don't know how I forgot, but I did. I had no idea. So I learned something new yesterday. Well, if you go back to BTE right as COVID started, she was on it. But yeah, I, do. I used to do remember that. Yeah. Yep. In thoughts to Brandy Rhodes as uh, she lost um, the remaining cheese boys. Um, she lost to Kobe Jack last year and then Monterey Jack now. Um, yep. It's too bad, but um, they're going to be expecting, of course, the little one, little little princess uh, Rhodes coming in the world here soon, and and they got Farrell and uh, Yeti, so yeah, all is still and, good in the Rhodes household. And you'll be able to hear it. Uh, I almost have the interview ready, but when I interviewed the Rhodes, Cody said he wants to buy a ranch, so like a farm and get a bunch of farm animals and all that. So that's what's next for the roads. This was before yeah. kids though. Yeah. I was going to say, I was, was going to say, I think, I think, I think this latest thing kind of, kind of changed their plans a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see though. Who knows what them. So, yeah. All right, Paul, uh, before you sign us off, just 
reminding everybody that uh, it's just going to be me next week, or maybe maybe I'll grab somebody from Twitter. I don't know, but uh, same time, about 10 minutes after Dynamite. And you can follow the Kicking Out Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kicking Out Pod. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and a review. That really helps us out a lot. Cannot stress that enough. Please give us a rating and review. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tannerly92. And Paul is at PaulZartman921. That's all I got for this week, Paul. And for that, uh, join Tanner next uh, Friday night. Uh, I get a week off. Got a date night with the wife. And uh, this was set up before Dynamite decided to go to Friday (laughs) nights at 10 o'clock. I know. So uh, best of luck to you next week, Tanner. Uh, I will be watching. Maybe not live, but I will watch it Saturday. Sounds uh, good. For Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zarman. Thanks for staying up late with us. And we'll talk to you again uh, next week as Tanner kicks out yet another podcast.